Oh my goodness. Oh my damn. It is Faces and Feels. G Wondering Night 16. It's actually the morning of October 17th. This is a very hungover edition. This is me speaking after a big night out at my friend Nigel's wedding. Married a beautiful girl named Alicia, and they are very happy together, and we had a great time. But it is now 3.46 in the afternoon. This is the first I've been out of bed, and I spent the morning uh, waking up to catch ICW uh, No Hold Bards Pit Fighter X2, which I watched live and really enjoyed. Uh, and then Amy woke up, and we caught up on the on last night's episode of, well, or instalment of the G1 that uh, took place on October 16th. I managed to avoid all spoilers, but goddamn, what a night. So much has happened. I'm going to jump straight into it. The first thing to note is that my tips are in shatters, but it doesn't mean I'm out of the running yet. Actually, I think it kind of does. I don't think I can win, but I don't think... I will necessarily lose to Travis, and I'll go into that in a little bit. So here we are. Night 16, it started off with Jeff Cobb versus Yujiro Takahashi, and Yujiro's only win of the competition. I had tipped Cobb, uh, but huge, uh, huge, huge, as I've, I've heard him called on other podcasts, managed to pull out the win uh, for his only win of the contest. He had enough. He grabbed the cane. He cracked him with it. He hit uh, Pimp Juice, I believe, as his finisher, and uh, and managed to get the win. So good on you, Huge. He put in a good effort, and it's nice that he got a, a big win towards the end of the contest there. But it was it was a good match, and you know, I I haven't minded Huge this whole competition. I think he's put in a, a like really good effort and did what he was there to do. So I think he should be proud of his efforts, and uh, and I th- I think maybe it's going to lead to bigger and better things for him. Um, like later in the year, hopefully. Uh, next up was Shingo Takagi versus Minoru Suzuki. I had picked Shingo, and he came through with the win for me there. Suzuki continued to look strong as hell as it went through. Um, and, yeah, I, th- I think great showing by both guys in the G1. I was glad to pick up the tip. Obviously, they're going to head back into a rematch for Shingo versus... Um, Suzuki for that never title that Suzuki had taken off him at Jingu Stadium. Um, how that will go, I'm not sure, because I think Tai Chi is probably uh, breathing down his neck for that one too. Um, but either way, great, hard, hard-hitting match. They work so well together. And man, any of you that have watched Shingo matches, how good's that punch? Jesus, so good. Um, next up was Okada versus Osprey. And this one I've probably got... I guess probably the most to say. I don't know, actually. These last three really shaped out because what we were looking at going into this was basically many guys with the, on the same amount of points who would then be relying on others to lose to not end up in like a tie-break situation. So if I remember correctly, Okada, uh, Osprey, and Wyatt were all on 12 points. And then if, like, say all of them were to win, then it would come down to who had beaten who. I think they had all beaten each other, and then it would come down to their record against Tai Chi. I think it, it was what they were saying on commentary. This was actually the first one I, I've watched with English commentary. Um, 
uh, in ages, it feels like. So it was nice to hear the 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 words of Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton and, and Rocky Romero. It was good. Um, and, yeah, but it wasn't to be because we saw the shades of, of what Will Ospreay been hinting at the entire competition and... Uh, and his attitude change come to come to the fore. We saw um, what was essentially a really hot match that took off straight away, straight out the gate. Um, they were firing at each other. New Japan was playing the replays, which they only play on like their biggest matches. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was an unbelievable match with some crazy spots. At one point, uh, Osprey like leapt over the corner turnbuckle to the outside and like flipped kind of just completely cleared Okada basically and landed on his feet like walking into the crowd it was like amazing um but they, they told this story of the, them both knowing each other really well and having sort of like the answer for every for each other's playbook um but in the end uh, Osprey's uh Mrs B Priestley came out and she's yelling and she's on the side and I'm like oh where's this going to go is she going to interfere or whatever and then when she gets in the ring I thought oh this is it Osprey's going to go a low blow or something but it wasn't to be the great Okan the former I think it's Tomayoki Tomayoki Oka uh, young lion re-debuted in New Japan uh, hit uh, Okada with a choke slam kind of variation like a, a face slam kind of look um and then Will Ospreay capitalised and won. And at first he looked kind of shocked about it, like, oh, I, what's happening? And then he goes out and he talks to, Bre- to B, and then he comes back in and just lays uh, Okada out with a hidden blade. And he says stuff like, I hope that hurts tomorrow and you've been holding me back and fuck you and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, yeah, we kind of saw the start of a new faction. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes going forward. I had wondered, you know, throughout this entire thing whether that was the way it was going to sort of pan out with him breaking away from chaos. But I don't think anybody would have said, I mean, people have made all these kind of predictions, but I don't think anybody would have saw that coming. Okan being in his corner and re-debuting and, and all that happening. So I, I think it was great. It was, it was very unexpected. This is why I watch pro wrestling. I love the surprises. And when... When that finished, I'm like, man, there's still two more matches to go. So how are they going to top this? Like, I know, obviously, Ibushi and Taichi are, are very good. Ishii and Jay White are very good. But these guys have just put on this, like, unbelievable match with all the bells and whistles and interferences and turns and stuff. And you're like, shouldn't this be the final match? Like, how does this work? And then I'm looking at the numbers. I'm like, so that puts Will Ospreay at 12. I'm like, so if... Ibushi wins and I mean if Ibushi loses and Jay White loses then they're all on the same points so then can Will maybe win now did he beat Ibushi and did he beat Jay White I was racking my memory I can't remember right now but if he did he would go through you know this is the kind of thoughts going through my mind then the Ibushi Tai Chi match started up and I was like oh, okay, this is how you top it. You just have two guys go out there and kick the ever-living shit out of each other for, like, the entire match. And by that, I mean literally kick the shit out of each other. It was kind of like it became this pissing contest of kick for kick. Um, I think Amy said she read online that somebody counted the amount of kicks thrown in that match, 
and Tai Chi threw 85 and Ibushi threw 76. Could you imagine, like, if you just asked me to, like, kick the air in front of me 85 times, I'd probably need to go to the hospital. Like, and these guys are kicking, like, at full speed into the other person. They're not pulling them. They're actually, like, driving each other. Their, their legs and stuff, I was like, they're, they're selling so well and so much pain and everything like that, you're believing it. And I'm like, it's kind of because they're not really selling it's because it really does hurt that much. So, yeah, it was a really striking match. It was a really heavily striking match. And then I thought, for sure, Tai Chi's winning, right? Like, I'm like, for sure. But it wasn't to be. Ibushi did it. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay, so what happens? Like, now... Now it depends on Jay, right? So if Jay wins, he beat Ibushi, I'm quite sure. So then he wins the whole thing. I had predicted Jay to win the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Jay's on last. That's the way you're going to see it go. Um, and then and then the, the next match comes and, it, and it's going along. And I'm like, why, have you, why would you put these guys on last? Like, unless Jay is going to win. Like, because then the victor of the A block is standing in the ring and he'll talk some shit or whatever and leave, and that, that's the way you think it's going to go. But the way the match plays out, like, it was a strongly fought contest. I don't think it was necessarily better than either of the previous two matches. So it maybe suffered a little bit by being last. And then the, the result is that Jay loses. And I'm like, okay, so the... Why was this match on last? And I, I think they put it on last just to keep everybody honest. Like, if you start to look at the G1 or tournaments, that the match order is going to affect who's winning. Like, that's how it would be in, like, your bigger things, right? Like, in WWE or whatever, that would definitely how it would be because that, that's how it would stagger out. But not in New Japan. They're just like, no, nah, he loses. Then Ibushi wins. Yeah, he was on the three matches ago, but whatever. We'll, we'll deal with that, like, the next day. Or, you know, we'll deal with that in the post-match kind of comments. And I was like, I'm like, it's weird. It leaves a weird feeling to the night because you're like, oh, okay, it's all over. But at the same time, I like it because it's that real, real sports feel. Like, you... Sometimes things don't work out in the perfect way. Sometimes the match order's laid out a certain way, but then it doesn't... The points don't add up and you don't win, you know? And... And I don't think it hurt the night at all. And if anything, it, it it led to that feeling of realness for the tournament. So, yeah, I I enjoyed the match, um, but man, that what a rough day at the office for me, man. Like, so I got Cobb wrong, I got Shingo right, I got Okada wrong, I got Tai Chi wrong, and I got uh, Jay White wrong. So one out of five in the second last, in the second last night, and I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ, that has cooked me." But the next, um, let's have a look at what I've got next. Oh, actually, before I jump into to the next night's predictions, which I'm going to be watching in mere minutes. Actually, I think it starts in three minutes, so I'll try and wrap this up. It's hard to pick a face and a feel for this, so I'm going to probably go doubles here i think my face is going to be will osprey uh just for a massive character change and i think my feel is going to be the match between ibushi and taichi you can't watch that and not be holding your leg 
watch both of those matches. If you need to watch anything this whole tournament, watch those two matches because they're really, really impressive. Um, all right, so in the the one that is about to crank up, um, which will be night 17, I've picked Tanahashi over Zack Sabre Jr. I've picked Juice and Goto, uh, sorry, Juice over Goto. I've picked Yoshihashi over Yano. I've picked Naito. What? Have I picked Naito over Kenta? What have I done? What have I done here? Oh no. I am confused. Hang on. Oh no, what have I done? I have lost it. Sorry guys, I'll have to Oh no! I have picked Naito over Kenta, and Travis has picked Kenta over Naito. Oh no! I really think Kenta's going to win that. The way it was all looking was that Travis and I would draw, and Amy would win the whole thing. Uh, I think Travis is going to win. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no! That is not what I want to happen. Okay. Jesus Christ, I am, I'm probably cooked in these tips, guys. <sighs> this is a devastating blow to me. Devastating. God damn my tips on Goto. So at the moment, Travis is on 53. I'm on 52. Amy's on 54. Moa's on 49. And it looks like, and what I thought was going to happen, was there's a real chance that Kenta would win. That would bring me back up in line with Travis, uh, and then, and then Travis and I both have, uh, we've both picked Juice over Goto, I believe, and the girls went the other way. So I thought it was going to play out that I could tie Travis, and then it wouldn't really matter which way. Like I think Amy would still win, or maybe she would. Yeah, no, Amy would still win. Um, but now it's looking like. Oh, no. And then if Travis wins that, Travis could still win the entire thing. This is ridiculous. Oh, oh no. How am I just realizing this all live on air? God, this is a tragedy. Okay. So that's the worst ever. Um, Even if Naito beats Kenta, Evil can still win the block. But if Sonata is to win the block, Naito needs to lose. Oh, Jesus. God, I need Sonata to lose so bad. <laughs> I need Sonata to lose so bad. Uh, if Naito wins, it doesn't matter, and Eva can win. But, yeah, if if Naito loses, either of the... Uh, basically, Sonata could go through. Um, but if they're not intending for Sonata to get through, then it's going to be that. Oh, God, this has left me shook. The end of this episode is now a mess. I'm going to need to watch the other one and do another follow-up podcast to this straight away. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's about to start. It started two minutes ago. i got to go. I will talk to you guys in the next episode of G-Wondering. Thank you for listening to Faces and Feels. Check us out, Faces and Feels cast on Instagram, 
on Twitter or send us an email at facesandfeels at gmail.com. Thank you very much and peace out.